Blog Talk Radio. I have returned to the land of the living. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. I am a zombie. Every dead body that is not exterminated becomes one of them. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. Good afternoon, guys. This is your October 11th episode of Leopard Guard Radio. And this episode of Leopard Guard Radio is, has been brought to you by our friends at www.ivpvideos.com. IVP Videos is the home of the 299 DVD special, and <clears throat> IVP carries over 2,000 Puro, Lucha, Best Ofs, MMA, and Lord knows what else on DVD. Be sure to check out www.ivpvideos.com and tell them KZ sent you. What's up, guy? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Um, relaxing. It's a little warm out here today, but it's kind of strange weather. Ow. Yeah. As the natives like to say, it's earthquake weather. Yeah, well, uh, it's probably going to be getting pretty cold here pretty soon, so enjoy it while you can. No way, man. I prefer the cold. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, if I had my way, it'd be cold and snowing. But we don't get snow up here, so yeah, elevation's not high enough. But I, I don't really like it when it's hot or it's cold. I just like you know, nice seventy, seventy degree weather is good to me. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So um, our our guest today will be uh, Dr. Keith Lipinski from the F4WOnline.com. The doc will be joining us any moment now. Um, as you can tell, we we gained a sponsor, uh, a friend of mine, Chris, who runs IVP Videos, uh, decided to uh, sponsor us. So it's, oh, we got uh, Keith on the line. Doc, gentlemen, good, good afternoon. Uh, good. I, it's actually evening here in beautiful yet cold as uh Chicago. Guys, thanks for letting me be on your show this week. Uh, I have a, an old friend of the PPH that I think would like to say hi to you right now. Yes, it is, of course, the Monster Toilet. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was just taking care of something. Oh, how are you guys doing today? Not bad. Not bad. Doing good. Actually, uh, we're doing better than Teddy Hart is. We're both gainfully employed. Well, that, that well for now, at least. You know, give, give yourself a few weeks down in developmental and possibly second-guessing every decision-making, and more importantly, complaining about the important essential things, like what wrestlers should eat. And, uh, yeah, you might find yourself out of a job as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we actually, uh, over at the uh, WSX Canteen, uh, where me and myself 
and all the people that wrote the show usually hang out and chill at. Uh, we actually did have a Teddy Hart pool of how long he'd stay in the WWE, and uh, I'm sad to say that I picked like late November. I thought he would get on television for a week and then get released. So, you know, this, this sort of saddens me. <laughs> any comments there, Guy? I hope you didn't lose any money on that bet, Keith. I, I, thankfully, thankfully, the bet was only for uh, delicious root beer uh, made of the Sprecher variety, hand handcrafted in Wisconsin in beautiful, beautiful bottles. But no, no money that was actually exchanged. But uh, you know, and thank God that it wasn't for sexual favors either. But uh, no, Teddy Hart, Teddy Hart gone, of course, overshadowing the humongous news today of uh, young Randy leaving, or or not leaving, basically sitting there saying. Okay, I'm retiring for this week. So, for this week, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I think, I think for a few weeks actually. Like, I, I think, I, I think, you know, the fact that Dana White came back ASAP and was sort of like, well, you know, I wish, wish him the best, but hey, we still have him under contract, so he can't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to be like the Terry Funk of MMA? I, you know what? Why not? Why not? Because I mean, it, it's not like. It's not like he's hurting for money. I mean, obviously, if you're a big-time movie star like, you know, Randy is, and the fact that he's getting, you know, like Scorpion King directed DVD releases and such, which, you know, we can laugh about it, but obviously there's got to be some cabbage in there, and it doesn't mean that he has to face Tim Sylvia anytime in the near future or any sort of, you know, I the, the only part of me that's truly sad about all this is the fact that the Noguera versus Couture match, which I, I really was looking forward to somewhere down the line, will not be happening. It will at least not happen you know, sometime in the near future. So that sort of makes me sad. I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, I do have someone else on the line here that would like to say hi to you, Keith. Okay. Wow. That's, you know... You know, I just after for that lovely, handsome young gentleman whose beard grows enormous every time I see him, I have to say this. Don't lose your shirt. Nah, but you try not to, man, but you can only double tuck it so many times before the fact it's actually just hand rolled in your underwear and the T shirt part of it. So, you know. But if for, for kids that don't know what the double tuck is, it's the art, and it drew, truly is an art when you see it being done properly, where you can actually tuck your shirt not only into your pants but into your underwear. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the big thing in, in 98 was, of course, the South Park double tuck, where you would see someone actually double tucking a South Park T-shirt into their South Park boxers. So, you know, we haven't, had, we haven't seen a South Park double tuck in this part of the Midwest probably since... Maybe 2001, but I I know one day I'm going to see it, and then you know that might actually be the moment where I hear Drewnies don't stop believing, and then everything turns to black. <laughs> Speaking of underwear, we do have a question from the Figure Four Online board. It comes from uh, uh, Flair Pindby. She asks, "Are you boxers, briefs, or thong?" Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, none of the above. I I, I usually actually just. I actually have a paper mache pair that I wear. And, uh, I, I did actually, uh, when I did get married a few years ago, as a wedding shower gift, someone, I don't know how, how someone screwed this up, because the way wedding showers are, it's pretty precise what everyone's getting and stuff like that. But I got three irons, and my good friend C.J. Heimberger noted, oh, great, he has one for each pair of underwear. 
So, no, uh, I, I am totally boxers all the way. Tremendous. Tremendous. Because, uh, I mean, the, thong, the, the, the problem with the thong is, you know, if someone sat there and looked at my naked body and said, you know what, that guy needs a piece of ass floss, you know, like, you know, that's, that's something. More kudos to you if you think I should wear a thong. Me personally, I just like a little bit more, you know, I like a little bit more cotton, a little, a little bit more security down there. So, not that boxers really help keep anything in or anything out. So, why is the thought of Barlow sitting in a Chicago pub naked crossing through my mind right now? I don't. Well, it's because of that damn fucking naked picture, which you know, thankfully, I didn't even <laughs> thought about for the last fucking month or so, and now that's that's all I'm gonna have on my on my head for the last few weeks. Because <laughs> when he had sent me that in MySpace, like this is not me, and it just was like. Oh my God! Like I, I, I haven't vomited that hard in quite a while. Like maybe St. Patrick's Day of this year, which resulted in me being in the hospital temporarily. Like it was, it was almost that level of bad vomiting. It was like bazooka vomiting. Like literally, if someone wants to buy my old monitor, the monitor that I used to record some of the greatest moments of PPH and Dr. Keith history, yeah, all five minutes of it. But uh, also, I will sign it, and you could also have the vomit. And and more importantly, I think actually. I'll throw in as an added bonus Mike Semperivi's microwave, which he never gave anybody. So I want the microwave. I have to. Get the well, microwave. you would love it because you could actually extract some Semp Love DNA off of it. So and you could actually create your own Mike Semperivi, who will chain smoke and complain about the fact that you somehow or other stole his iPod from a fat Eastern European <laughs> woman that was cleaning his hotel room uh, back in Chicago in the year 2005, or Lord, or two odd five, as it will. Jump in any time, guy. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I'm, I'm jumping up and down as we here as you speak. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, actually, Doc, I do have a couple serious questions for you. Okay. Uh, what what made you decide to uh, leave the Pure Cell Power family and join the Big Four Empire? Um, that was mainly just a decision by me because I actually... <clears throat> Uh, about a year or so when I got my own show on the Press Power site uh, and I saw the way things were going with Adam, Mike, and Zach, uh, you know, part of us, you know, part me and Mike had talked for a while about, you know, well, I bet Brian would like some free audio. And, and, I, and more importantly, we would want you know, nothing to be paid. You know, like, basically, this is community service to us guys. And, uh, you know, it was like one of those things where, you know, we would think that, you know, our styles of shows – or lack of shows, or lack of style of shows in that case, we thought they would actually fit really good with Brian's site. And I mean, I've, I've known Brian for like an extremely long time. I mean, I've been a subscriber since uh, maybe I think I think the year 2000 was when I was a subscriber. I know I know there's some people that have been there since day one. However, once on eBay, and I this was the biggest eBay purchase I made, and probably the greatest and a fantastic value. I actually bought issues, I believe it was issue 52 through maybe like 300, and 300 was around the time where I thought. So basically, wow. I own more of the figure four empire and its rough issues than actually Brian Alvarez does, because actually Brian actually uses them to keep himself warm during those cold winter nights. <laughs> so, you know, I, it, just, I, it, just, it just seemed to make a, a good fit. And, I mean, I'd, I'd worked with Zach for a while, and uh, basically, my interaction with Zach in the last year or so was basically, okay, here are my show files. When do you think you could put them up? And I would hear stuff about, well, you know, I got the, you know, my own show, you know, and, and, and you know, kudos to Zach because basically he had to put up with a lot of my audio issues and more importantly, put up with me for a number of years. 
So, I mean, you know, you could say what you will about Zach. I mean, but Zach, Zach really helped me, and he helped. I mean, he helped me I, when I when I sit there and look at you know the uh, pro wrestling Ultimate Insiders uh, doing time with New Jack now available at all FYE stores. You know, part of that wouldn't have happened without Zach Arnold and Mike Campanetti and the Press of Power Hour. So. It was like one of those decisions where it was like it just felt like I needed a change and new surroundings, and it, it also required me to actually take more of an active role in my post-production effort at sh- on shows because I would listen to a show and be like, wow, I wish I could put this music here. Or I wish I could do that there. And a lot of times with Zach, it was I would have to do it myself and then send it to him, and he would compile it. So the, the, only, the only negative I, I, I see with not working with Zach is, you know, the Zach Arnold interaction was always goofy. I mean, goofy, but I mean fun. And also the fact that, uh, you know, the show files would probably be a lot smaller as opposed to the 100 megs of show you get now with the Dr. Keith show. But, uh, you know, I, I think that was a general answer. I, I forget what the question was. Yeah, let, let, me, <laughs> let me ask you, Keith. Uh, since your show has become part of uh, the F4W online website, I noticed that you are no longer a guest on Figure 4 Daily. Are people who have their own shows on the website uh, banned from doing Figure Four Daily? I, I I don't know. You you would think that possibly with you know a DVD in stores now. Sorry guys, I, I'm just a I'm a shameless plugger. So I'll just tell you that right now. And hopefully no one makes a drop out of that. You know, shameless plugger. Like to the tune of Easy Lover by of course Phil Collins and Michael Bailey of Earth Wind and Fire. But uh, you know you would think that possibly you know I would be on a Figure Four Daily. But I mean apparently figure guests more fish to fry. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that because by the time I'm done recording my own show, if I feel like actually doing a show that week and also dealing and being on other people's shows, where if I'm not on Figure 4 Daily, it's not the end of the world. Although I I have no problem, you know, being, of course, the emergency guest, the guest that's in basically a big glass case that's ready to sit there and just you hit the glass and all of a sudden you break it open and there's Dr. Keith and he's talking for 28 minutes about Teddy Hart's pants because they're that fucking great, you know. So I, I, don't know why, I don't know why I haven't been on Figure 4 Daily, you know. I, I would love to be on Figure 4 Daily, uh, you know, as often as possible. But I think it's part of the fact that Brian thinks that I talk about wrestling a lot on my show. And to tell you the truth, until, of course, we brought over our good friend Rob Naylor from, uh, since I imported him from Joe vs. the World when I got him out of the hands of evil David Bix, uh, you know, it seems like I'm trying to actually go towards a little bit more of not a serious wrestling talk because it's me and Naylor, so it'll never be serious, but actually have more wrestling talk in the show. Because I find that people a lot of times don't really enjoy what Barlow, myself, and, of course, Seth Love do. But at the same time, I find, like, there's a part of me that doesn't give a shit because, you know, I- I'm having a good time talking with my friends. But there's another part of me that wants to be as, as, you know, as any human being at all, wants to be very popular. So it, it's sort of like, a, a, you know, I would love to be on, on Figure Four Daily, maybe sometime in the near future, and I know I will. I mean, I know there will be one day where Brian can't get a hold of anybody, and I, oh, I, I guess we, we, have, to, we have to roll a Pinsky out of the carpet right now. So I, I, I think we should start a writing campaign, you know, immediately. I, well, you know, you know, the same thing, though, is the, is the fact that because Brian and my shows aren't really that different, except for the fact that, I like to do, you know, maybe an eight-hour show when he would rather do, like, a 45-minute show, you know? Because, I mean, we basically, you know, have guests, and we try and be wacky. So, you know, like the Chris Jericho thing, where we were both working on getting Chris Jericho, 
And, you know, like the last thing I want to do is see us both interview Chris Jerp at the same time because and I don't want to turn this into a competition, you know, because cause I, I consider Brian a good dude, a, a nice friend of mine, you know, and but I think I think the interviews that you'll get from us will be a little different. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to having Chris Jericho on the show just because I think I still definitely have the wrestling fan mentality, even though I've seen so much, where it's, sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a hard time, as you guys know, to be a wrestling fan. Can you tell, by the way, I've had no caffeine at all today? I just want to. <laughs> and no caffeine. I do not do drugs. I hang out with Briscoes every once in a while, but that does not consider it. Like, it's not like you can get osmosis and like, be like, whoa, because of that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. How did you get hooked up with WSX and Big Vision? Uh, I got hooked up from WSX and Big Vision due to uh, a fine man by the name of Kevin Kleinrock, who, uh, of course, was the head writer on Wrestling Society X and also was uh, awful, awful, awful in segments on XPW television. Hi, Kevin. I love you. But, uh, yeah, he's pretty bad there. But uh, it was basically uh, they were did the Hardcore Homecoming uh, DVD, and mm-hmm. it was behind that. And I wanted to do, when I was still working on the PPH, I wanted to do a big Hardcore Homecoming special because ECW, I mean, I was a big wrestling fan as, as a kid. I, I think on my MySpace, there's actually a picture of me and there's actually 28 different items of Ultimate Warrior merchandise in my room, including, oh, I believe, incredible. an Ultimate Warrior water, squeeze water bottle, an Ultimate Warrior mask, and even an Ultimate Warrior wall tapestry, which if I ever do some sort of show with a webcam, will, of course, be the backdrop, even though I'll have to sit there and censor out the WWE portion of it. But, hey, uh, hey, I, I still ha- I have the first wrestling merchandise I ever bought were cups from WWF of Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, and, of course, the ultimate, Brutus the Barber Beefcake Cup. Oh, my goodness. Now, that, I only wish those cups were hyper-color, so basically, like, when you put, like, really cold liquids in there, like, Brutus's tights would become less flamboyant. So. Or, with, or with more shredding in them, so you can see more of his legs. Well, maybe a little less strutting and a whole lot more cutting, or maybe even just becomes a Zodiac. Let's just, let's just put it that. Let's, let's put it yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. But, uh... Uh, so they were doing Hardcore Homecoming, and the, the one thing that really made me the wrestling nerd that I am today was ECW. I fucking loved old ECW. I, I can't tell you how much I, I, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't take it in back of the schoolyard and pregnant it because that was a joke that was pretty funny last year on uh, 30 Rock, which, of course, is on later on tonight. But, I mean, like, I, 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 I love ECW. And I'm going to cut you off here real quick, Keith. What was your favorite year? Favorite year of ECW? 1996. Mm-hmm. 96? Because you had all the fun stuff with Raven, the Sandman, the Sandman kid, Brian Lee becoming interesting and not being a fake Undertaker. Come on. And especially the the, the fucking Eliminators, Gangsters War. I can watch the matches now and sort of cringe because it isn't as good as it was back then, but they're still pretty fun fun little matches. They just started uh, on WWE 24-7 showing in chronological order every ECW show starting in 1996. They're up to 96? Yeah. Hello, upgrade. (laughs) It's good. I mean, it's such, I mean, it's just such great stuff. I mean, you sit there and talk about work rate or anything like that. I didn't give a shit about work rate. I knew that this work rate or whatever it was was a little bit better than, you know, what the WWE and WCW were providing at the time, you know. But, I mean, like, the ECW was the one thing that was like, 
wow, I would love to actually talk about this. And, uh, you know, like when, when they came out with the Hardcore Homecoming DVD, Jeremy Borash uh, introduced me to Kevin. And uh, basically we went from there and he started telling me about, uh, about this show that he wanted to do that he was having this pitch for and he was thinking about going in with MTV and sort of a combination of the punk rock and professional wrestling world. And right there, those are two of the biggest passions of my life have always been punk rock music and, uh, of course, the wonderful world of pro wrestling. So for me, it was like, wow, how can I leech myself onto this man and possibly work in the professional wrestling game? And as, as time went by, he kept on asking me for more ideas, more suggestions, and you know, one day he just sat there and sent me a document and said, okay, this is what I have so far. Start writing some stuff for me. And it was like, oh, uh, well, I mean, what do I know about this? But, uh, you know, as you can tell, because it's still on television, it was very successful. Did, did you suggest Teddy Hart electrocuting another man? Uh, you know, that, that a lot of the ideas for some of the matches were there when I got there, you know. I was sort of, I was actually, it was sort of weird, because the first day that we were on set, I, everyone went around and knew me as the promo guy. And I was like, pardon? And I thought, I thought because, of course, the connection with Extreme Associates and uh, XPW, that they meant porno guy, which, which in one time in Chicago I might have been, but uh, where I basically I was supposed to work with the guys on their promo skills, writing promos, and everything else, so... You know, that's, that's sort of a good feeling when you just sit there and, you know, my, my title, I think, was Creative Coordinator, but I think I scratched it out and put Fucking Idiot underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, how, that's, how I got hooked up with, that's how I got hooked up with Big Vision right there. Cool, cool. Now, Big Vision's putting out the Best of, that best of Chikara DVD yes. set? Yes, yes. And, and, and think about this for a second, people. They're putting this out, and yet... You know, I, you know, people are going to sit there and possibly going to sit there and go, oh, I don't know about these matches, or I don't understand this. People, buy the fucking DVD if you want more Chikara DVDs. How simple is that? It's, it's Ten nine, bucks. Nine bucks. If you go, here's something that Big Vision won't want me to tell you guys. Go to deepdiscountdvd.com because you can get that shit dirt cheap, you know. And also, the Big uh, Vision DVDs, also region-free. So let, let's forget about complaining for once. Stop being fucking wrestling fans and just, you know, buy something. It, it doesn't help me at all. I'm just trying to think about Shakara in the future, kid. Exactly. You know, I have, I have a lot of rage in here. No, I, I'm, I don't. You know, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, Chikara, That I believe that comes out in November. And, of course, also in November, four discs, Wrestling Society X, the complete season, all the matches that you can eat, all the wacky hijinks from the short-lived MTV series. That hopefully, uh, hopefully this will help WSX get a new lease on life. Either that, or it'll give some people something to pan for a while. Either way, it, it floats my boat. You know, I mean, and, and they've actually done a lot of work on this. There's going to be alternative commentaries. If you didn't like the band, don't worry about it. They won't be in the show. So that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Uh, what are you doing on the 20th of October, Keith? Well, I have right now scheduled, uh, you know, make love to wife. Oh, actually, oh, no, that's the 27th. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> the 20th of October, I believe I will be in the, uh, I believe that is the weekend I will be in the greater San Francisco area. I will we will be, be partying there. down, brother. 
We will, we will I, be I don't partying down. down. I'm going to be doing because I might actually be working it. Literally, I'm actually uh, I'm proud to announce that I will be the mystery man. I will be Sid Vicious tag team partner as the new new skyscrapers uh, facing the outsiders. And, don't, which don't basically, think. I think it's going to be me just basically eating a power bomb and a, a razor's edge as Sid does an evil cackle and tries don't, to hit. Don't try any moves off the second rope and break your leg, man. Well. <laughs> We we shall see about that, but yeah, that's that's what I have. That's what I have planned. That's what I, what's on my timetable right now. But I got I got a lot of other things going on uh, that I'm working on. So it's 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 a it's always a busy time because I do a lot more than just you know the show, which you could, of course can check out. Uh, you know, at least I like to do them at least two or three times a month at f4wonline.com. Oh, professional! Uh, damn straight, I'm a professional. I love Shiki Baby. I. As, you know what sucked, and, and this thing got no press, and I, I wish it would have. The Chicago Cubs, a a pretty crappy baseball team, or at least this year they were. Well, I mean, they, even though they got all, you know, they got in the playoffs. Chicago Cubs clinched on a Friday night, and across the street from Wrigley Field, they basically shut down all the area around Wrigley Field. They, the police would not let anybody in because there was a big, huge party going on at all the bars and clubs across the street from Wrigley Field. The Iron Sheik was having a performance, and I, I I was just watching video of what was going on outside of where Sheiky was having his performance, and I just wish someone would have a live mic on him and record him as he went through the crowd of very very drunk Cubs fans. That would have been tremendous. That would have been that would have been splendid. Who wouldn't Who wouldn't love that? Assholes. They would, wouldn't love it, but still. Well, I do have a surprise for Guy. And the, and the rest of our listeners, sometime in early November, I am going to do my dandest to get Cheeky Baby on Rubber Guard Radio. Wow. I'm going to come out of the pocket and pay for my 15 minutes. He's going to talk to me. I'm going to get him fired up. He's going to cut promos on everybody and their mother because I care about my listeners. That, that is awesome, but I, I just I just have to say really good luck with that because the problem the problem with the shiki is you have to sort of get the shiki in the shiki mood because you know it's not it's not like you can just sit there and you know cut as high spots as normal you know like do do with the, the head and your head guys confuse the sheik and make it about terrorism and see what happens. Yeah, and there's no way I could I could fit a gimmick through my through my uh, mouse my little mouse pad. Yeah, oh, it won't totally, work. You could totally, totally do it. If you could set something up where Shiki has, all, we have all these MP3s of Shiki's asking questions, and just sit there and just have Shiki think he's talking to himself, because that would be a fantastic conversation. I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, I'd like to address a rumor okay. uh, regarding the Dr. Keith show. Yeah. Is it true that Mr. Barlow is having wellness issues? Well, Barlow is actually a, a teacher in the Chicago uh, high school system. He actually works at an inner city. Uh, Barlow's trying to get fired, so yes. Yes, he has, he's, he's, yes, he has major, major wellness. He's had major wellness. I've, I've, known, I've known the man since he had a mullet that would put Eddie Guerrero's at the uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh, No Holds Barred, T-shirt wearing, taco eating segments uh, in 1989 to shame. So, yeah, uh, Barlow, Barlow's got a lot of problems. You know, and none of them, thankfully, are life-threatening. They just, they just, you know, it's something that's involved when you're a hairy, hairy man who uh, 
just reeks of uh, alcohol. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably, he's, I believe right now at, at this moment, he's actually at the Interpol show, and he's probably so drunk that he's using his small Chinese wife to prop himself up. <laughs> any any questions for uh, for the doc there, guy? Yes, I actually do have a question. I uh, I believe it was a few months ago during the On the Road with Dr. Keith show uh, to ROH during WrestleMania weekend. You guys spoke of the Paul Stanley heel turn, and I have to ask if you could play Fantasy Booker and book a fatal four-way match between Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons. Ace Freely and Peter Chris, what would be your order of elimination, and what would be the finish? Oh man, uh, someone did their homework today. That someone, someone totally did the homework. And by the way, the Paul Stanley heel thing was just a, uh, it, it was a tribute to our, our fallen comrade, my very good friend Greg, uh, who uh, who left us uh, uh, in December of last year, and uh, we actually went over to his dad's house to watch the pay per view with him, and it was. Uh, if you listen to that show, that was us actually watching the pay per view with Greg's dad, and uh, it was it was it was sort of touching. But Greg was a huge Kiss fan, and uh, Greg would always like to do his Paul Stanley impersonation, and it wasn't very good. It was pretty. It was actually a very shitty. Uh, I hate to speak ill of the dead. It was a very bad Paul Stanley. But uh, you know, we would just sit there, and there'd be times where you know, if Barlow and I were hanging out and my wife was around, she would actually sit there and close the door and ask us why we were talking like that. Because we could seriously do it for, like, hours and hours on end. And just one day it was decided that Paul Stanley would make a really good wrestling heel, especially with his talk about having just unprotected sex with your grandmother. So, but, uh, in a four-way, in a four-way would be rough. All right, here's, here's, here's the order of elimination you would go. You would first off go Ace Freely would be eliminated. Why would Ace Freely go first? It's very simple. He's probably drunk as shit. So he basically, no condition to perform. He might come down. He might sit there and complain about not getting enough time during a solo, during Rocket Ride, and talk about comments and stuff like that. And he would just, you know, he, he would be ace. You know, who doesn't love Space Ace? He was the best part of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. So he's the first guy down right there. I believe that he actually gets pinned on the weight of his beautiful Les Gibson rock and roll guitar. So that's your first guy out where, you know, Gene probably does some awful effects from Kiss Meets the Family of the Park, and all of a sudden, bang, he just falls down. He's eliminated one, two, three. Next thing is Peter Chris. Peter Chris is a fucking quitter, okay? He quit the band very early on in the Kiss life cycle. True, he came back, but at the same time, I mean, you know, guys, you know, guys need a payday. So, and, and when it comes to solo records, honestly, his solo record, I don't really think was up to par. And he would probably get eliminated by doing something very wussy, like singing Hard Luck Woman or Beth, you know. So you basically have the two biggest kiss forces. You would have, you know, Gene Simmons and his awesome Phil Stiller hair uh, from the Unmasked era. And then you would also have Paul Stanley. Now, Paul Stanley, I would think, would be a dirty cheat, but he, he, he's very concerned with his prettiness, I would think. Like, I could sit there and see Gene doing something to really sort of distract Paul Stanley, or even more importantly, Paul Stanley thinking, this is why Gene Simmons would win. I just thought about this for a second, rather than just talking. Gene Simmons would win because Paul Stanley would be sitting there, and he would try and do something to show what an artist he was, where Gene Simmons realizes it's all about me putting on this makeup and sticking out my tongue and playing a bass line and possibly spitting out blood. 
where where Paul sits there and he tried to be a music like a serious musical artist. No one wants to hear what Paul Stanley feels about the fucking environment. You want to hear rock and roll all night, you know, and party every day. They don't want to Absolutely. hear that serious stuff. So I would sit there and say Gene wins uh, probably after uh, the ghost of uh, Dale Torborg comes in as a kiss demon, and the fact there are two kiss demons really just makes Paul freak out. Would uh, would Gene's, Gene Simmons' ring entrance be coming up from under the ring with blood coming out of his mouth? That would be that would be awesome, uh, especially if it was the first, the original Kiss Demon, the late great Brian Adams, and not not the singer. Yeah, I was there when the when the Demon debuted in Vegas. That was insane. I uh, did you say insane or you were in pain? Because either one could fit very well here. It was insane, but you know what? That that wasn't the highlight of the evening. What was the highlight of the evening? The highlight of the evening was sitting down at a blackjack table at the MGM Grand, watching Raven walk by me, and I said, "What's up, Raven?" He said, "Hey, watch ECW next week," because that was the Nitro where where uh, Raven and <clears throat> the uh, the Radicals they all asked for their release. Wow! Wow! That's that. Yeah. That's good. And then, of course, he showed up, of course, at the Madhouse of Extreme yeah. in Queens, New York, and really had that awesome, awesome thing. And then after that, you know, like, that was a really good way to start an ECW feud. It just was sort of sort of typical of that period of ECW where it could start really hot, but then just got really weird really quickly. But Holly was getting burned out. out so. Yeah. Well, well, you know, it's understandable because if, if you – it's a, you know – the the thing is, it, for the people that actually run wrestling, and especially guys where they don't have like a million guys like Vince has to deal with all the financial stuff, I could understand it totally being troubling, you know, just because once you've actually been in there, and I don't mean inside the ring and running the ropes or anything like that, you realize that, you know, I think everyone that's a professional wrestling fan has the right to sit there and, you know, speak their mind about it and talk about it. But, you know, it's like any social sort of situation. You could talk about it, but once you've sort of been inside there or been behind the scenes, it, it just opens up a totally different world of perspective to you. Not that I have that perspective, because I don't. But uh, I'm, just, I'm just, just in general, I'm saying that. So, Doc, do you think that uh, Paul Heyman's going to come back to wrestling, or is he just going to continue to try to write movies? Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think the, the, the question is, how, how bad can Paul Heyman write movies? Like, I mean, how bad can these movies be? No, uh, I, I think I think Heyman, I mean, the thing is the fact that there will always be sort of the demand for him to come back to wrestling. So you cannot say, oh, I, I never think Paul's going to be back because, I mean, you know, he might be showing up any day now in TNA because, you know, him, Kurt Angle, Dixie Carter equals uh, two hours of fun. You know? So I, I it, it's really hard. It's, it's hard for me to say because, you know, I know that he he would rather not work in the professional wrestling business because he just sees, you know, the fact he, he did a lot when you think about it. Like the fact that he actually, how long ECW ran for and what a force it became. And uh, I think I think probably he just enjoys, like, spending time at home. Where it, 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 Maybe right now isn't in his blood, but maybe he does have 24-7, huh? And maybe he'll sit there and watch something and be like, wow, I did some really cool stuff. I, I've been out of this for a while now. Let me see what I can do now. So, you know, I, I, I would love for him to come back, but I, I would be very curious about what he could do now. I'd like to. I'd like to see what he can do with the TNA roster. 
You know, probably, probably come back with some wacky videos that say Save Us 222. <laughs> that's hilarious because that's never been done before. That guerrilla marketing campaign, you know. No, I, I actually I actually like the Save Us idea. I like ideas when people try and decode stuff. Like I think any, anyone that sits there and looks for meaning in something will easily find it. You know, like you could sit there and I saw I saw and thanks to our the awesome F4W online board, I actually saw a fantastic uh, fantastic video where it was revealed who it was and it was. Oh, David is, it, Flair. is it David Flair that's coming back? And, and he's going to save us all. You know. Oh, absolutely, was, absolutely. It was hard Woo! for him to save him. It was hard for him to save himself. From a you know a like lumberjack strap match in Puerto Rico with a yeah, very exactly. excited Victor Quinones. So think about this for a second, people. He's coming back from a bad payoff in Puerto Rico. Oh. Did he actually get paid for Puerto Rico? I thought he just got belt waltz on it. <laughs> he dropped on his head and they wouldn't pay his bills or whatever that that beat was. That's the badge of honor right there, people. <laughs> that badge. So. Yeah, I'm. I, it's we'll we'll see what happens with the Stava stuff. If it's Jericho, great. If it's not, that's fine. I mean, if it means Dustin's finally going to have his GTV, wonderful. If it means his rats jumping over and going to be the first big jump over from TNA to WWE, wonderful too. Yeah. Cool. So Keith, did you hit the uh, Ted Petty this year? I did. I I was actually there for uh, night two of the TPI, and it was a. Uh, a very good wrestling show because it was simple. I did not have to think during the show. I just sat there. I didn't have a stopwatch. I didn't have a notebook. I didn't have my phone. Well, I had my phone, but I, it wasn't like I was texting every single second like I do during our OH shows where I just got to sit there and just enjoy a professional wrestling show with, you know, with a very good tournament where it was a very simple tournament for the fact that the main storyline was one of, you know, the guy that everyone likes, Mike Quackbush, going all the way to the finals and finally winning it, especially after suffering a concussion uh, during his uh, second-round match. So I, I, I loved it. I thought it was, it was perfect. Uh, when Mike gave his speech afterwards, there was a lot of men, like real men, men with, you know, you know, grapefruit-sized testicles that were enjoying a nice tear. And thankfully, I was not one of them because I'm more men than they. But, uh, you know, when you sit there and you see people like Eddie Kingston and, and Bryce Runsberg getting weepy, you, you remember sometimes why you actually watch pro wrestling. Like, I mean, you don't remember that when you're watching TNA or sitting there and being like, I was at the uh, Raw pay-per-view. I was about to say Raw on Sunday, but I'm going to just say that. What the hell? I was at Raw on Sunday for that pay-per-view. <laughs> And, uh, you know, like, I, I, I didn't sit there. I mean, other than the finish uh, finishes of the top two matches, I didn't really have the excitement and just the emotional connection that I did, like I did at the TPI. And it wasn't because the rats were better at the TPI. They definitely weren't. How was the uh, Kingston Hero match? The Kingston Hero match was, was very, very good. I, I enjoyed it greatly. I wouldn't say it was the best match that they've had together, but it was a little bloody and a whole lot of fun. And I just, I enjoy both guys' work, and I think they work pretty well together. But it was, you know, because they hadn't worked together, I mean, when you look at their, like, CZW feud, I mean, they, and the, the feud that they had in the Indies, I mean, they've worked against each other so many times. This is, a, like, the longest stretch that they've actually gone without facing one another. So I think that sort of put a little bit of a different spin on it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Eddie Kingston and Chris Hero, you usually can't go wrong. And it was, 
it was fun for what it was. So, you know, I wouldn't sit there and say it was like the most bloody, vicious thing I've seen because I did see, you know, Jay Briscoe get hung like a pinata, you know. And then that, that asshole Jimmy Jacobs tried to give me a hug when his jacket was full of blood. Yeah, so. and instead of dropping candy yeah. out of the pinata, he was dropping blood. That was oh, They're both delicious. They're both magically <laughs> delicious. Yes, I, I, and keep in mind, I do not know what a Briscoe blood tastes like. Yes, because uh, because Jay Briscoe was shipped was uh, slipped the shillelagh. No, I don't know what that means, but it sounds naughty, you know. <laughs> um, last week, uh, Guy and myself and um, a friend of mine, Ian Daniels, that was our first guest ever on the show. We were talking about um, who the best indie promo guy would be. Who do you think, Keith? Mm, uh, it, it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, I think Eddie Kingston does a very good job at doing the indie promo. I think he does a very good job at channeling a sort of like a hurt Eddie Gilbert. I just I, I want to see him sort of stretch his repertoire because I've seen a number of promos where he does it sort of the same. Like I I want guys that can make me laugh when they want to and make me cry when I don't want to. You know, like I want I want promos like that. But uh, you know, my my personal favorite when it comes to indie promos right now is Santino. So, and I know you sit there and say, you know, wait a second, Santino's in the WWE. Have you seen him wrestle lately, people? Please, no one wants. He to is see, indie. <laughs> no one wants to see Santino fucking wrestle. All right, have him do promos. Have him talk about his spaghetti sauce. I mean, basically steal storylines from Saved by the Bell with Santo. You know, but just please. I do not have to see this man wrestle. I, I, I choose not to, actually. I do not want to see Santo wrestle. If I sit there and see him sing a song to a, an awful Amy Winehouse song that maybe you know got annoying after one week in the Lipinski household, uh, you know that's, that's fine. Let's have him sing. Let's have him do some fucking karaoke. But please, just don't wrestle. But, uh, I mean, overall, I mean, what, do, what do you guys think when it comes to independent guys cutting promos? Like, who are some of your guys' favorites? Kingston. Kingston, King, like I said before, the King King is good, but you know, like I, I think King is good, but at the same time, you know, I, I I think I would like to see like a different level when it comes to Eddie Kingston because I think he's got the serious thing done, and I think sometimes he has the jovial personality, and I I think he's getting there. I would say out of the guys that they have right now in the Indies, he's definitely one of the best around. Nothing's gonna bring you down. Another guy that I mentioned because he's a personal favorite of mine and a friend of mine, Ultramantis Black. He always entertains me, and I think it's mostly though because of his voice as opposed to his promos. You know? He's great on the great on color for Chikari. Oh. He's really good, really fun. Blackest, blackest Muslim brother in America too. Or at least uh, I still want to lick him. Uh, definitely, I will lick him several times. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think Ultramantis does a good job. But I mean, there, there's 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 other guys. Uh, Kevin Steen, I, I I just enjoy Kevin Steen, and, and it's good because Kevin Steen is a guy that I can enjoy for his wackiness, for his sense of humor, and also for his wrestling. So when you when you actually have all of those in one package and a very big expanding package, that's you know that's a good time. You know, like I, I like. I like Kevin Steen a lot, and I think, but I don't, I don't know. Is, is, is do you guys consider ROH even indie wrestling anymore? Uh, mm. I, I, I do. I guess, yeah, because yeah. you know their guys aren't exclusive. Yeah, that's true. So you know, it's not like I mean, I consider TNA a, a low rent indie, but that's just 
garbage. Because of your hatred of two hours every Thursday night, because this is what we've been aiming for for decades. Whatever. We had this a few years ago. I would pay like five, nine dollars a week for this stuff. Or actually wouldn't because of the glory of the black box. When people sit there and talk about the good times, what about the times where we could watch pay-per-views with black boxes? I miss those days like shit. Exactly. I watched the first year for free. Yes, I watched, I actually had as a 30th birthday gift I received, I believe, the first maybe, I, I think, two years of the pay-per-views on the videotapes that my buddy had taped from the black box. It would no longer work in my neighborhood, but would still work at his. So every every Wednesday night, we'd sit there and we'd drive to the hellhole known as Niles, Illinois, and watch these shows and just be like, you know, because, I mean, at times, they actually know how to wrestle pretty well on those shows, you know? Go figure. Also, last week we were talking about um, the Briscoes being the breakout team of 2006 and 2007. Who do you think is going to be the breakout team of 2008 for indie, indie workers? Well, that's a good question. Because right now, I mean, there, there are some teams that I think are, are pretty strong. I, you know who I would like to see is Incoherence, the team uh, in Chikara of Delirious and Hello Wicked. Uh, but the thing is, who knows how many... You know, because they're, they're a team that, you know, teams regularly, but it's not so frequent like the Briscoes, like where the Briscoes are sort of bringing, you know, tag team wrestling at least towards the top of the map, you know. Uh, PWG right now, I mean, you know, they, they have Steen and Generico, who I think have had a fantastic year. I've had personally one of my favorite feuds of the year with the Briscoes because a lot of those matches were just really, really fun. I mean, I just, uh, Seth, before Dishonor, uh, just came in, in the mail for the doctor today, and it's really, and I hate to use the pun here with a doctor order, because I'm looking very forward to seeing some of these matches that they have. Yeah, you yeah. knew you'd get some bad puns tonight, guys, so. Yeah, I have to say, uh, I was personally live at the uh, the PWG show where uh, where Steen and Generico won the titles from Pac and Roderick Strong, I have to say that was a great match. Oh, the, I, I, uh, I bet it was. I bet it was a dandy, dandy little contest, you know. I, you know, you know what I'd like to see break out is the team of uh, of Age of the Fall of uh, of uh, Jacobs and uh, Tyler Black, just because for the fact that you know there was some guy that worked for a company called WSX that put those guys together as a team. So you know, for yeah, me, yeah. I, I I enjoy watching those two guys work together, and like I, I'm looking forward. They had a in one of the shows last weekend. They had it was like a WSX alumni match between uh, uh, Age of the Fall versus uh, Ruckus and Jack Evans. And, uh, you know, I would like to say it was a WSX special because I think it actually did go seven minutes and was heavily edited. Yes, uh, I, I loved those uh, those few promos that Tyler Black and James Jacobs did. And the sad for thing w, is for WSX actually... where they would uh, go back and forth, what you know, with what they were saying, and they would change the music when Tyler Black was playing. Or when Tyler Black was talking, it would be the the heavy metal music, and when Jimmy Jacobs was talking, it was the kind of emo music. And and, and one of my, my that was actually something that I wrote. That was that was all uh, anything that was oh, emo team. Thumbs up for that man. Was me. But the thing was, one of the things I wanted to have was actually get like a loud rock guitar and have Tyler play it because I heard about his progress on the Guitar Hero. But uh, you know, guys, if you have the Guitar Hero, that doesn't mean you can play guitar. That's all I, I have one. <laughs> I'm hooked. So it, 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 it's, um, don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic time, a good way to spend, 
you know, those times where you want to rock. But, uh, you know, me, I'm a big air guitar fan, and I was hoping for some more air guitar shenanigans, but that didn't happen. But, I mean, there was, I think we actually recorded three things with the DIFH guys, and uh, one of them, only a second of it made the air. The one was the one you just talked about, and then there was a third one where Jimmy was actually on a laptop and also on the phone talking about someone's MySpace. And hopefully those will be in the WSX season DVDs because some of the best stuff that we shot was stuff that we didn't use for the show because, of course, we you know we tried to squeeze as much as you can in 30 minutes. The thing was, unlike TNA, we actually tried to give you more wrestling. You know, but uh, there was actually the best thing that we shot. It looks like it is going to be on the DVD set because they found it. Was a Matt Classic vignette that was uh, five stars, tremendous. It was something that uh, Colt, myself, and uh, a guy that works for the Indies, uh, Edward Vanderpile. Uh, oh yeah, he's actually originally from Chicago. All three of us wrote it, and uh, it was one of the best things around. Where it was, uh, it was basically you know sort of a tribute to '50s movie serials. And it was, uh, you know, Matt Classic, stars of the, you know, star, you know, you've seen Matt Classic before on the big screen in the following movies. And the first one was, and it was basically all inside jokes and rips, but it was very funny stuff. So, like, the first one was, I believe, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, Matt Classic versus the uh, Aces of Steel. And it, it showed, like, <laughs> We had we had we had Colt wear like a you know a nice like a nice uh, a nice suit you know still having the towel on and the mask on like a hat and like he had cards in his hand and they were of course all aces and then of course you know you saw him take a card and put some chips in and then of course you know strike do a judo chop in the middle and do Matt Classic pose and then the second one was Matt Classic versus the punks of Brook Street, and it was Matt Classic with it with another pair of pants that were heavily torn and a shirt that was heavily torn and spray painted. And keep in mind, we shot all this, and we were going to have this all in black and white and have like a film noir feel to it. And uh, you saw him just running down like a street in Compton, and like get to like the end, and he had a pipe in one hand and a chain in the other. And I'm not talking like a small dog chain; I'm talking like a huge, thick rope chain. And you saw him like look at the pipe, look at the chain, and throw them down and do the Matt Classic pose like he's about to wrestle you professionally. And then the third one was it started with a look of a, like a chalk outline. And uh, the chalk outline was actually provided by yours truly as I laid down and they sketched around me. And, uh, and the third one was uh, Matt, uh, Matt Classic versus the Gold Bond Mafia. And he sat there, went to the body outline, and he was dressed in, a, like, a fedora and a trench coat, like he was an old detective, where he sat there and, like, you know, touched the line, and actually, you know, there was some gold bond powder on there, and he, you know, just flicked his tongue, and then, of course, did the Matt Classic pose, you know. You've seen Matt Classic in old Hollywood. Now see him on uh, WSX Override at MTV.com. So, I hope that that makes the DVD set. When it, when, it, when, it, when it actually didn't make the show, because I think we were supposed to possibly do it in episode 10, but we sort of ran out of time with that, it was either, do we want to run that, or do we want to have more fish in the Piranha Tank match? So. I think we have a caller online. Wow. <laughs> you guys actually got callers. Sure. I can hear them in the background. 
sounds like they're driving in their car with the window down and the wind blowing. Nice. But I guess I'm going to hang up on this guy because... And I have Guy waiting, but I'm going to keep Guy off the line. So, uh, we have eight minutes left, but uh, I'm in a giving mood. So, to celebrate my uh, my new sponsorship deal with my close friends at IVPvideos.com, I am going to give away two DVDs of your choice on that website. All you have to do is answer this trivia question. Call in, answer this question. What is Buddy Wayne's kayfabe hometown? Call us, area code 347-215-7946. We got seven minutes to go. Any ideas there, Keith? Uh, yeah, I don't want to give it up, though. I mean, I, I, you know, I think someone would rather sit there and have, you know, I think someone would rather sit there and get some nice free VDs from the fine people at IVPvideos.com. I only wish that I had the old school PPH IVP videos commercial with some of the greatest awful disco music in the background. Hey, <laughs> I tried, man. I wanted to get it from you, but but I did I did cut a promo when we started the show, so I guess that's going to be the generic one. I'll look, I'll look around and see if I can find a blast from the past and get that to you. Oh, Chris, the owner of IDP, he happens to love the commercial. Okay. So, you know, that's why I it want was, to do that. It was some of my and Zach Arnold's finest work. So, you know, I, I don't think this question is that hard. So I, I, I'm, I'm surprised with people like I am. But at the same time, you know, these are people that had a chance to possibly talk to Dr. Keith Boltinski live that chose not to. So, you know. Well, I did I did post on the figure four board that we are taking calls, but I guess people are getting ready for uh, that two hour impact tonight. No, thirty rock, uh, eight minutes. We got to go out. Well, stop, stop on this. I gotta get. I'm kidding, of course. But <laughs> well, it's it's CSI and ER for me. So well, there you go. There you go. But you you have to. Sit. Uh, there you go. That's for the person that hasn't called yet. Uh, you have to sit there and just sort of marvel at the fact that you know. The time to move to two hours is, of course, the time where more many people are watching hospital shows, watching office shows, and everything else under the sun. So, you know, but yet their ratings are on par with ECW. But at the same time, what is that saying about either show? Exactly. I say you just bury them both. Okay, I got you back there, guy. Sorry about cutting you off. Uh, no, 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 it's cool. I, I have to say, uh, I think it would be good a uh, good idea to make uh, old Mill Mascaras uh, Mexican movies with uh, Matt Classic in place of Mill Mascaras. That would uh, I, I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. The only problem is then Matt Classic, who currently is back in the coma, sadly. Uh, you know, the thing is though, uh, Matt was actually easier to ask the job than Mill Mascaras was. <laughs> I have to agree. Well, we're down to four minutes, gentlemen. I guess we're not giving away any DVDs this week. Maybe next week. You could always send them to me. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, Keith. If you answer the question correctly, I will send you any oh, two. I... What's the answer? It's totally fine. I, I, you know what? I, I know if I actually spent a second or two, I could find this information. But I would rather have you sit there and carry this over to next week so people 
will sit there and get these DVDs. So I would rather have people that you know maybe don't have the means that for some reason or another are listening to the show and don't own DVDs to get these DVDs in their in, in their hands, in their grubby little hands, and just enjoy it and just rub it all over their body vigorously. So you know, I, it, you, it's better you for me not. Bar to soap in the shower. What's you up? The DVD. Use the DVD as bar soap in the shower. Well, there you go. And it's mostly because, gentlemen, I don't need any more DVDs. I'm really, I, I think I actually, you know, I think if I, you know, the good thing is if anything happens to my lovely condo in Chicago where I get trapped inside and I run out of food, I think I could live off the DVDs for at least uh, four years. So, wow. Well, it's I would very, live at least DVDs seven. DVDs are very nutritious. Right, if you if you sit there and cook them up with a little olive oil, they're very tasty. Add a little butter, every everything's Ooh, good. Very tasty, very good stuff. But uh, yeah, thank thank you guys for allowing me to be on this a very fine uh, radio show. Uh, this is your second episode, and you guys don't suck too bad. So <laughs> well, thank you very much. You know, thanks for coming on, Keith. I, I really appreciate you. You know, yeah, coming absolutely. in coming through for Not me. A Not a problem, but definitely, you know. A lot of you people probably already belong to the F4W Empire, and I appreciate that. If not, definitely check us out, or more importantly, find a good bootlegger. I'm looking at you, Zombie, uh, that can actually hook you up with all the fine shows of the Empire, including myself. And also, keep in mind, I have some other exciting projects going on, non-Big Vision projects that uh, hopefully I'll be telling you about very, very soon, So, which involves seeing more of your good friend, Dr. Keith. Uh, tremendous. Well, thanks again for coming on, Keith, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Not a problem, guys. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, Take care, can. brother. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Well, you know, Dr. Keith's a, definitely a wacky character. Definitely Absolutely, a wacky no character. Doubt. Yeah, he's always always good to listen to and fun guy to... Let me uh, let me ask you, kid zombie. Uh, sure. I know uh, last time we talked, you were gonna you were gonna watch the uh, the Heartbreak Kid. You had a DVD. How was that? Uh, it was okay. It was just okay. Just okay. But I did watch Planet Terror, and at the beginning of the movie, they had the the preview for Machete. Okay. Did they have the uh, the Rob Zombie Werewolf Woman? Werewolf Woman of the SS and the uh, Thanksgiving promos on there. Nope. Oh, really? That's unfortunate. But it wasn't. It was. It was a rip. It was a DVD rip. It wasn't a clone. I got you. I got you. But they did. They did, they did a. These may have those. They they did put up the the machete and that was great. They need to make that into a movie, no doubt. But uh, we're down to our last minute, so I will be talking to you folks later on next week. Guy, it was a pleasure. Uh, always a pleasure, man. What we're going to do is we're going to head out with a little boss rooting, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Dang it, the dang it, the dang. El Wapo. El Wapo. She tried to kill me, so I gotta return it the favor. I believe in two eyes for an eye. Gonna bounce his head on the table ten times. Don't, don't you ever do this.
Smack his face. Ow! Knee to the face. Bang, bang, bang. I'm sorry, sir, but I'm going to break your leg. Okay, I'm sorry. Bang, no, I'm not. And I go whoop, like this, and I slit your throat, and it's over and out. Wrong move. Don't do that to El Wapo. Bang, bang. Bang. El Wapo. 